inside his own. You can fight it. There's the bounce, Somerville, and there's the siren. Victory for the Bombers. But in the end, you'll fail. Kevin Sheedy joins Dick Reynolds as the most successful club in over 100 years at this famous club. The red and black runs through you. and rich in history that no club can match. Looking for a mark here. We have clubs in the AFL, the VFL, the VFLW and the brand new Wheelchair Football League. Four clubs, one goal. Join Liam and Andrew for your weekly Essendon fix. Reviews, previews of all four clubs right here on the Flying Up podcast. The this is the Flying Up Podcast with Liam and Andrew, and we care about Essendon more than the AFL cares about Tasmania, but that's not hard, is it? <laughs> so, we just about care about the other clubs more than, to, uh, than the AFL cares about Tasmania. How, um, but, I, I care about refugees in South Sudan. That, Stuff stands lowest class hospital more than Dave Falcons about Tasmania. Yeah, that was a very topical joke there, Liam. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. You are listening to the Flying Up podcast. If you can't tell, we talk about all things Essendon, uh, the wins, the losses, and everything in between. And also a bit about the VFL and the esports and all that stuff. Uh, and we're coming off yet another win. I love how the, the, um, this we, we had another win, you know. Catch. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, we won again. Win. Oh, it's getting a bit tiring now. Oh. Five in a row. Well, if you, keep, if you don't count Richmond, but who cares about that? Who uh, cares about the only good team this season? <laughs> it's like, oh, look, they're going to win anyway. They between their between their they they've been in the again the training wheels and getting and getting publicity from the AFL and whatnot. They're going to win the grand well, final. Let's take, it's just let's, now a matter. They're, they're, it's just the other top seventeen teams. Let's that take about. Let's now. take away the interstate performance. Even they should have defeated Port Adelaide. Who? Um, Richmond. It was a terrible yeah. second half. I think it was what, what, two goals. I think put on the kids a goal in the last yeah, half. Yeah. Um, Richmond should have defeated Port Adelaide. Should have been Adelaide? Uh, no, Adelaide smashed them. And West Coast smashed them. Port Adelaide, sorry. Yeah, they should have been Port yeah, Adelaide. Port Adelaide, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. So, they haven't looked like losing in Victoria. No. No, no, no. And you go back to the last team that had a dominant season, Geelong in 2008, when they only lost the one game until the grand final. You had Hawthorne, the doggies, right behind them as a... You know, credible grand final team. Like, you, you knew one of those two teams would play Geelong in the grand final. Yeah. This shit, bloody hell. Carlton yeah. could win all their games and finish eighth and make the grand final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing how terrible all the teams are this season. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, it's like a Steve Bradbury approach. You remember that? You yes, know, the, it is yeah. definitely a Steve Bradbury season. Yep. It literally is. It's just who, it, it's, it's the comedy of errors. It's that film with, um, with that guy, I can't remember his name, House Mouse or something with the house that runs, it's, you know, it's a bit like Home, and, Home Alone 2, but with a mouse. Do you know the one I mean? Ratatouille? No, no, no. no, no it's no. Just like a, these two incompetent home uh, real estate agents try and kill this mouse that kills them. That's what this season feels like. It does, like, does feel like a murder, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and not just because the crows are everywhere. <laughs> um, let's start with let's, but let's get back to Essendon. Uh, did you watch the North Melbourne match on um, the weekend? Yes, yes, I did. It was a great game. Great, especially the first half was fantastic in terms of football wise. Yeah, 
But it was a great win overall. Um, Essendon, I think for the first time in years, were the highest highest scoring team in the round with 125. Yeah. I feel bad for Gold Coast though. It was their third week being the lowest scoring team with 60. <laughs> like, such a high score to be the lowest score. <laughs> yeah. So everyone scored marginally higher than 60 this round. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can see people thinking, you can see them thinking, oh great, Carlton's playing Port Adelaide. Uh, and Sydney's playing Richmond. Clearly, this is going to be. Um, clearly, we're we're not going to be the lowest scoring well, anymore. Speaking about Parade, I did the ladder predictor after yesterday's game oh, with yeah. um, Sydney and Geelong. I, Parale, I I did have Parade second. Did you? So they seem to have a pretty good run home, and I think they could beat Collingwood at the G. And apart from that, yeah, they got a pretty good run home. They can beat Collingwood at the G, but can they beat Richmond at the G? That's the eternal question this well, season. Well, let's see. Last time Parade played a grand final at the G. Let's see how how that <laughs> turned <laughs> out. Yeah, sure. oh. yeah. Let's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll go straight into the game. Mckernan and Fantasia with four goals. Fantasia's probably best game he's oh, ever played, phenomenal. in my opinion. Yeah, without a doubt. He Some looked of the like goals an absolute superstar. He just looked like he had the stars on his side, didn't he? Mm. There was a goal in the first quarter where he kicked it from the pocket, uh, pretty much over the boundary line. In fact, I'm surprised it wasn't called out out of bounds. And it just that bounced over the bounds. head of... <laughs> that was out of bounds. <laughs> bounced over the head of a North Melbourne player. Dribbled, bounced away from the... Uh, away from the um, from the behind goals, but then bounced back through the goal square and through for a goal. It was like he was controlling it. It was uh, unbelievable. I, I, it, I would, I would have, I would have thought it would have been lucky if it had gone through for behind. The fact that it managed to go through for goal is just makes you believe in some d- divine intervention. Um, <laughs> uh, Jake Stringer's all well played without kicking three goals. He's on, been on fire the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think he's finally starting to come into his worth. I think he's probably paid off uh, uh, fifty thousand of his seven hundred thousand dollar contract. <laughs> Um, he's, he's all right. He, yeah, three goals, one is probably... I mean, that's, I think, what everyone expected from him, but it's mm. good to see he's at least achieving that. And you've got Merritt, Merritt and Heppel um, playing as they should in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been an absolutely great game against... It was a great game against North Melbourne, I must say. Yeah. Um, I did tip last week. I did say North Melbourne, I think, is going to be on their way down, and that lost to Essendon kind of helped prove my point. Yeah. Even on that ladder prediction, I said I did yesterday, North Melbourne made the eight. I don't know why. Can we get? I, a, can I get the ladder predictor as a co-host? <laughs> we should. Um... I wasn't even looking, you know, I did it, um, I just did the prediction yeah. without looking at the actual ladder until I finished, and yeah, North Melbourne finished in the top eight, I don't know how that worked. That's Melbourne terrifying. finished in the top eight as well, I don't know how that worked either. It sounds like this ladder put everyone in the top eight. Yeah. <laughs> Except Brisbane. Um, I think Carlton, St Kilda. <laughs> yes, yeah. You're in the top eight, you're in the top eight. <laughs> so you cool. get a top eight, you get a top eight, not you. Um, um, Gold Coast, no, sorry, but you got no coast allowed, but West Coast in the top eight. Yeah, no coasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed one coast. Yeah. And that's yeah. my Simpsons joke for the day. I think I did that a few weeks ago as well, but who cares? It's very good. It's, it's a classic time. Simpsons joke. It is a great Simpsons joke. Yeah. It is. God, the Simpsons are great. They are amazing. Yeah. So far, we've done an Oprah Winfrey joke and a, and a oh, Simpsons yes, I did, joke. Oh, you know, yes, I did. You get a wow. You get a top eight. You get a top eight. And then the Gold Coast is the cameraman who doesn't get a top eight. <laughs> um, yeah, we, are, we are pumping out the American pop culture. It's like those food shows. Like, oh, using YouTube, got the guys that go around trying food from different places. And they always have uh, the cameraman, um, but they only order. No, not massive. It's more of a YouTube. You, uh, okay. I've seen a lot of YouTubers. Oh, um, the people that, like, yeah, like just you, you do food bloggers. shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know they have. We usually have a cameraman, but they go and buy like just like one thing from a shop. You're like, <laughs> oh yeah, poor cameraman. Yeah, he doesn't get to eat. No, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. he's terribly emaciated. <laughs> Hasn't eaten in three weeks. Isn't going to go back to a dungeon yeah. and eat the car, eat edit the footage. Mm. Um, I wouldn't expect to see any outs. Maybe I wouldn't say. No one really played bad. I think everyone did their role. One of the best. All you know, around games. You know who I reckon should be out of, and 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 like I just don't think it's going to happen because he's just so lodged in the team. I think they're going to need a spelunker or a dentist to remove this person from the team. But that is Goddard. He just didn't have a good one. He had a lot of touches. If you look at him statistically, he had twenty four touches, 
which is looks good, but most of those touches then ended up in an opposition's mm. hand. He turned it over an insane amount of times. I think he gave it uh, six turnovers. Six turnovers, really? So it's just uh, uh, it, it's ridiculous. For one person to do that, particularly someone who's kind of heralded as the team, um, I'm not going to be... Like, we won't get personal and, you know, criticise him. God, I should have retired a year ago. Oh, well, his disposal efficiency was 88%. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, really? 88%? That's, yep. That seems extraordinarily high. Yeah, but then, again, you know, God, I should have retired last year. The fact he's paying on it surprises me. Yeah, well, he's just... I mean, he's slow as well. I mean, like, like his disposal... Uh, how many Well, how many disposals did he get? 24, so, all right. Mm. So, that, yeah, fair enough. Damn, bloody stats get in the way. God, I was point. the first probably, probably hated... Free agent player, mm. you know, free, of course, you know, he, he was the, the first, the first one, the first player to leave during free agency, and you know, you think, oh, he wasn't as good as he was when he was at St Kilda. Yeah, you know, uh, everyone remembers the 2010 Grand Final when he almost won the game and then cost him the game, but you know, no one forgets about when he cost them the game. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. This definitely, this has to be Goddard's last season. Got it. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, just I think just what I was saying before he's slow. He um he has an average of 245 meters gained, which is below average. And he is, how old is he now? I mean, is he... Uh, 45, 46, maybe yeah. 50. <laughs> yeah, 82. Yeah, I think closing on 70. Uh, if you look at the history books, you can see a picture of him staring next to Lincoln. I couldn't think of a better joke there. That's really bomb. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, but I was just uh, doing a... I did that joke to the quality of Goddard's play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not... He's, he's, I think he's probably at the, at the end of his tether. He's not... I mean, he's not... He's played well. He's, had, he's, he's been an asset to the team to build up, particularly during the difficult drug saga days. But I think now he's more or less just a liability. And I'm not going to... And I mean, let, not to be personal and say things about how he's been criticising other players. I don't think that needs to come into it. I don't think he's been doing that much anymore. But it, the fact still stands that he's not... He's been unsupportive in the past. And and you, he really has to show what show his place. That's fair enough. Um, who, are the, who else do you want to talk about? Uh, quickly, that, quickly, I quickly I'll, we actually forgot to say the score. The score was 19-11, to 16-12, 108. The highest scoring half of the season, highest scoring half of people, I think, almost of the decade. But really? yeah, it was a massively high scoring half. Um, yeah. No, really, you know, God, I won't get dropped. Like the two lowest possession people were Bagley and Ambrose, but I don't think they'll get dropped anytime soon. No. And um, we'll get to the Columbus game. We'll go through who's the ins and outs of that game, and we will see you know, who can be in and out. Um, so overall, you thought it was one of the best wins. Season could be on track, or the two. I still think it's too late to make a legit charge for the finals but you think this is one of the best wins of the season first and yeah oh uh, yeah it's been a solid win I think I still think the best wins of the season are West Coast and Geelong and uh, earlier in the year Adelaide the first round but I think it's it's been a, any win we've had so far at the moment is good and I think it's not so much every individual win now that's good it's the fact that they can keep this momentum going because mm. as I said at the start besides Richmond they've won five in a row which is remarkable and as you would never have predicted that about ten rounds ago so I think that's that's invaluable. That's true. But I don't think this win in itself is anything special. Just saw this um, recently in the AFL.com. Oh, yes. Cheeky shout-out. Shout-out. To who's been named emergency the most of your club. And at the Essendon Bombers, you've got Jackson Merritt with eight. So eight games he's been the emergency. Who's, hang on, what's this? Already? Jackson Merritt's been the emergency for eight games. Okay. Oh. He's, yeah. There you go, more you know. That's Currently, he has been selected in the side, but it's a Sunday yeah. squad, so he'll probably be emergency for eight games now. Wow. And the award for the participation, the most... Uh, you did it, the, buddy. The most fringe player of the year uh, goes to... <laughs> you did it. 
Um, in other news, though, we spoke about how um, Orazio Fantasia said the four-line structure at the start of the year hasn't... Mm. And I think that was you know obvious. With I think the Stewart, sorry the Lloyd, <laughs> the Lloydie, uh, the Danaher, the Stringer, uh, it just didn't work as well. Hooker also played uh. for it for a bit. And um, whatever you have now, and which begs the question, uh, the way Essen's playing now, unfortunately for James Stewart, it doesn't doesn't look good for him. No. Well, why do you say that? Well, Danaher will come in whenever if it's this year or next year. Danaher's going to come in again. But, you know, that's one forward um, to the cog, which is kind of like my, my worry about Tigers getting Tom Lynch. Yeah. Um, you know, they've got their Jack Revolt as a key tall, and they've got all the smalls around him. Yeah. Um, you know, having someone, you know, younger than Jack Revolt, but both playing in the same forward line. Yeah. You know, you're getting rid of a small, and you're adding an extra tall, and now your whole thing's changed. Yeah. And that is, like, I mean, particularly in Richmond's case, their small-tool ratio has, has led them to have an incredibly good structure that has yeah. carried them through so, a season you know, and a half. So, if you were Richmond, you would wait to Jack Revolt's last season, and then you trade for a, a forward. Yeah, yeah. So, you wait, uh, what, Revolt, 30, 30 now, I think. So, he's still got three, four years left. Yeah. So, you wait until he retires, and then you get a forward, if that's, you know, the way mm. the Richmond structure works. And because they don't really need Tom Lynch at the moment. I mean, they've got mm. such a good structure... Hell, the only club that needs Tom Lynch is Gold Coast. It's Gold Coast, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, Hawthorne's uh, forward line for some reason kind of works, considering they have no one. Yeah. Um, Collingwood's forward line works, considering they have no one. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so you're the only team. West Coast forward line works even when they have Darling and, and Kennedy. Kennedy at the moment they've got no yeah. one. So the yeah. only team that needs Tom Lynch is Gold Coast. <laughs> Fremantle's forward midfield and defence works, even though they've got no one. Um, Five. Uh, Who's five again? Um, <laughs> he's the guy that got robbed of a brown medal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tap me on the shoulder and remind me. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah. So that was. Why, why, so let's get back into Essendon. Um, so yeah, the short line, four line structure at the moment does work. But I think I think they need as many forwards as they can get. I don't think they should be dropping. We got McKernan. So you got Devin Smith, who's a midfield forward. Mm. Uh, McKernan, Tipper Woody, Bagley, um, Mitch Brown, and Fantasia. Yeah. Stringer as well in there. You chuck in Danaher. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's any any room at all for James Short anymore. Well, they can replay. I think there's someone they can take out. Goddard in stage of um in stage of. Uh, of Goddard's think, more defender though. Well, at the moment they've been playing him in the midfield, and I don't understand that. He seems to have appeared in the midfield on the wing a lot, and at the moment I just I, I think they need all the forwards they can get because our forward line for some reason last week our defence was deceptive and our forward line was uh, unstoppable, mm. which is, seems to be a reversal of what they've been doing the rest of the season, but. For, the, for all the other games, what's been happening is it's been getting up to our forward line. There's been no targets, or those targets haven't been uh, supported enough to kick goals. Mm. And now we sort of have that. And I think we just need as many forwards as we can get. I think I think our defence, when it's working, apart from last week, our defence is usually pretty solid. I don't think we need more defenders. I think we need more attackers. I oh, just the forward structure, like, you know. And I, I originally thought, I remember when Jabres played the Doggies in the 2016 uh, prelim final. Yeah. Um, their, their Patton, Cameron, and Rory, Rory Lobb, three, threesome, I yeah. thought would be the way the forwards would be done. You have two tours and then the, the rack, backup Ruckman. Yeah. But it's changed now for a bit. I think it's, um, you have a tall forward and you have the backup Ruckman. You don't have three tours, you have two tours. Yeah. So back to the olden days with three tours, two tours. With Essendon, you would have Danaher and then McKernan. Yeah. As a backup Ruckman. So um, and then you got Bell Chambers. So yeah, I don't yeah I don't think there's any room for the three tools and God knows what's happening next season with the no. 
1,589 rule changes. Like, I'm pretty sure we're going <laughs> to use a round ball in a squared, in like a, a rectangle pitch with goals, yeah, with a net at the back goals. of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't use your hands. Yeah, the umpires now yeah. are going to be called referees. referees. There's going to be yeah. one of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you get touched, you pretend you got shot and you roll around like a, <laughs> a dead fish. They're actually getting rid of the um, the penalty, the um, tribunal system as well. Now you just yeah. get a blue yeah. card if you do something yeah. wrong and a green card if you yeah. do something really wrong and get yeah. thrown off. Mm. Um, yeah, and they're actually gonna they're gonna make it mandatory to no score more than four goals every match. <laughs> so they're gonna be a lot of changes. I look forward to oh, it. So free on free on Gold Coast will love that that system. <laughs> yeah. Four goals per yeah, match. Finally, what they could benefit at. That. <laughs> yeah. That's how far the Gold Coast, the, the <laughs> AFL is gonna go to support Gold Coast. Actually, uh, change the game to soccer so they can have a chance of winning. And still no Tasmanian team. And still no Tasmanian team. No, again, like soccer. <laughs> um, uh, that's actually true. The A League, um, they did, they have done. The, uh, I think sixteen teams. Submitted the application for an expansion, and yeah. Tasmania is one of the teams that didn't make the cut. Yeah. So yeah. Of course not. No. 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 Who cares about Tasmania? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, out of sight, out of mind. Really? <laughs> can't, they can't drive here to annoy us, oh. and, um, and but, they don't have any aircraft. So how are they going to get to us? But with the rules, I, I think they're going to do the. And I don't like it. Yeah. It has to be two people in the forward and defensive fifties, or four people, mm. you know, two from each team, at every um, stoppage. Really? Yeah. So now you got. Players acting like little kids. I'm the Ruckman. I'm the Ruckman. Pick me. Yeah, no, that's that's so stupid. Yeah. Make sure you stay there. Make sure you stay there. Yeah. Now, now, don't move. Don't move. Or also, if someone marks it and you're like almost there, you get zero point one second to get out of the protective zone, or else it's a yeah. fifty meter penalty. That's right. Yeah. Oh god, it's stupid. There's some of the rules don't change. It's stupid. The idea of having a fourth umpire, I don't think, is going to work. Oh no. Um, you want? I know for fans, you want. You know that's why people love grand finals because the fifty-fifty calls, um, even the calls for fifty-fifty calls are fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. Half the times it goes, half the times it doesn't. Yeah. You know, they let the game flow most of the time, and you know if it's a forty, forty-sixty decision, they won't pay it. No. Before umpire, it's every little thing. Oh no, that's free. That's free. That's yeah, free. That's yeah. free. That's and free. That's free. And so I think we talked about this before, or maybe it was on the sports desk. I'm sitting 9.7. We <laughs> talked about the over umpire, and, and was it, it was on this podcast, wasn't it? We're saying that if there are going to be four umpires, there has no, to be. No, sports desk. It's uh, in 9.7. Well, what I was going to say is there are 40. Uh, if there uh, if there are going to be four umpires, they can't just both have right of way. They both have to be able to. They both have to agree in a call before it becomes official, because okay. otherwise. Otherwise, we'll end up with this situation where the umpires, like you say, they're, they're just the calls galore because umpire, one umpire will see that on the other side of the ground will feel obliged to take the call. Or, more likely, one of them will think, oh, I don't know if he saw it, I better, or he or she saw it, I better have a go myself. You know, it's hey. often that I agree with Buckley. <laughs> I but know, right? Haley's comments yeah. coming back, is it? <laughs> yeah. um, he said, if we get rid of, um, I think he did say, the third man up rule, the protective zone, yeah. the sliding rule, the game would be better. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. The, the sliding rule was protected, and I get, and it was one of those stupid um, impulse rules. Yeah. Someone broke their leg, so they was like, oh, no, we make this rule. Yeah, knee jerk, literally. Yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I get if you have a, you know, you're sliding in for the sake of sliding in, like a soccer tackle. Yeah. You know, that should be free. But if you're, you know, if you're diving for, the, you should be rewarded for going for the ball. Yeah. Um, and the rule changes. Oh, it's gonna be, like I, I said, I've said this year, and I've been honest that this year I feel like I've lost some passion for AFL. Mm. Uh, with some of the free agencies, like the very one, the very one-sided free agency this season, all the players seem to be heading to one state. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and there's really no players from that state heading to any other state. No. That's really... You're talking of South Australia, of course, aren't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to go to South Australia. Um, but you're right, though, yeah. That's really that's really down. I mean, I hate, I hate seeing captains leave, so I'm so happy Mark Murphy left, um, yeah. stayed. And let's be realistic about Mark Murphy. Carlton in his high career, even though when they made the finals, they've never looked like a premiership side. No. They never made top four. No, even when they won the premiership about 25 years yeah. ago, they didn't look like a premiership <laughs> side. So um, yeah. like The last time they played final, they finished ninth. Yeah. You know, that was the last time Carlton made the finals. So, mm. you know, for someone who's never looked like being playing in a premiership team, to say that's always good. Yeah. Um, talk about the other captain, but we won't name a 25-year-old who thinks he needs a premiership right now. <laughs> yeah. Not naming name Tom Lynch names. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah. And I think that the Tom Lynch, personally for me, the Tom Lynch situation has really downed me as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I've known what it's like to be, to see a player, a good player, um, rumoured to leave. Yeah. And the media's like, oh, he's going to leave, he's going to leave, he's going to leave. And then the young kid, you're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I can imagine what it's like for that Gold Coast fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the he bought the $100 membership. Yeah. He got the membership that came in the show bag. It, yeah, it's stupid, and like, and it's an interesting situation the whole Tom Lynch debacle because this is getting away from Essendon, but why not? You can tune out if you want. The um, it's getting to the point where we've got a, a situation where they want to pump that. Two things I hate about the AFL: them, them pumping unnecessary amounts of money into Gold Coast, and them not forcing Tom Lynch to be more resilient and stay. And at the moment, I mean, they're stuck because if they if they if they don't if they let Tom Lynch leave, then they will look like they're accused of of mm. being soft on free agents. And if they make Tom Lynch stay, then it looks like favouritism for the Gold Coast. So I get that. I get that difficulty, um, but I, I don't think... To, I think Tom Lynch should be given... It which should be made to... It, leaving for Tom Lynch at this time would kill Gold Coast, and it really needs to... Well, I've actually, you look at the draft, and there's a few players that Gold Coast can get as a forward that could kind of replace Tom Lynch. Yeah. Um, but if I, I've said this before. If I was Gold Coast, I would sit down, um, both captains, um, Lynch and May... But as well as David Swallow, who's been there since he was 16. Yeah. You know, he's their first number one draft pick. And, and pretty much just straight out ask him, you know, because if, they, if they're not going to sign, because they both had a contract in 2019, mm. you, you let them both go. Yeah. You would, um, and it's how hard is it? The, the issue with Gold Coast as a new club, I've always compared Gold Coast to Fremantle because mm. the same, they, they started both as a basket case and it's taking Fremantle, um, I think, even though they made the first ones in 2003, it's pretty much taking Pavlich as that one player to, you know, s- stick with the club. Yeah. For them to become a serious threat, which led them to their 2013 grand final. Yeah. Um, so I've um, I've done the Gold Coast and Freo pretty much hand in hand. Both clubs started off as an absolute debacle. Yeah. Um, the thing with Freo compared to Gold Coast, Freo was WA, so they've always had the Perth backing. Yeah. And um, because they were Perth team, they didn't have they didn't have that big of an issue of players leaving. No. Uh, but they had a lot big issue of getting players and still still have. There's always been their issue. Yeah. Um, but then you got the Gold Coast, the Queensland team. Uh, someone pointed out to me that more kids play football AFL in Queensland than they do in Tassie and South Australia. Yeah. Fun fact there. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, true fact. More more junior. There's more junior clubs in um, Queensland than there is in South Australia or. Um, well, there's no football in Tasmania. Either, no, I was going to say, yeah, uh, and where? Tassie? Yeah, that's uh, it. That's, a, that's it, just south of Fitzroy, is, isn't it? Isn't that in New Zealand? Isn't that New Zealand? Don't talk about the China match now. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I, didn't know, see, I didn't know that. Maybe it's just the Mount Isa Junior Football Club. It's huge. but <laughs> Massive. Everyone but, loves Mount Isa. See, that doesn't make sense, though. So that, and that, that means that the one advantage that Fremantle had when they were starting up, that they had a yeah. more football-based state 
and yeah. uh, they were more stranded, so players couldn't leave as easily. <laughs> now they don't have that. Now Fremantle. Now I mean that 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 advantage is also something the Gold Coast have. I think it's going to grow as well. Like you know, every year Sydney gets an academy pick, yeah, and they turn out to be good. So that, that's going to that's definitely going to yeah. grow for both Queensland clubs. Um, talking, but yeah, what I was saying about it as well, you got to, you know, they need someone. They need someone like a Pavlich. They need mm. someone to stay. Um, the only person that shows any emotion for him is their their president. Yeah, and he's looked at as crazy. <laughs> Because he cares about the club, yeah. You yeah. know, um, Joey Drew does. You can tell he cares as well. Yeah. But they need they need someone who can really fly fly the flag. Yeah, and uh, who's pr- yeah. Exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head when you say they're passionate. That's Matthew Pavlich, for all his faults. Uh, he's he's a very passionate player. Mm-hmm. We don't have. There's no passion really at, at Gold Coast. Well, that's the thing. Like if Lynch, if Lynch stays, that's that's proof that someone cares. You know, invested for the club. Mm. Um, you know, Stephen May signs next year as well. Shows someone's invested for the club. Yeah, um, but that's you know, that's completely off Essendon, off the rules. So anyway, so Essendon, Essendon, yeah. With yeah. um, uh, Danaher, I don't think he should come back. Um, well, actually, speaking of Essendon, that's that's a, as lucky as Essendon is, and lucky as um, I think I said a few weeks ago as well. If Patrick Cripps played for Brisbane, there's no way he'd be playing for Brisbane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the the advantage that clubs like Essendon would have. They don't have the issue of well, one they've been you know they're an original club. So they have an identity no matter what happens. Like yeah. Carlton's still Carlton, even though how much they've sucked a lot. Yeah. Like I've never <laughs> seen I've never seen Carlton win a flag no. in my entire life. No. Um, neither of you. Well, no, um, I was, I've never seen never seen Carlton win a flag. Yeah. I've seen Essendon win a flag. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my point. Um, so you have the so clubs like Essendon and clubs have won't have the issue that Gold Coast no. have having no matter what they have the history. And even even Fremantle now, I mean, they're not doing. They're they're sort of they're coming middle of the road. You could say that they haven't they they haven't really succeeded as a club either because they've they've only ever gotten no, far well, of the grand final. Well, look but at all look at all the expansion clubs. Um, they're never going to get shut down. At the same down. time, yeah. Uh, but then neither Gold Coast. Gold Coast would stay. F- they'll they'll be a club forever. No. Um, but you you look at Fremantle. You look at the club like um, West Coast, Brisbane Lions, Port Adelaide, and Adelaide all won a flag in their first ten years. Yeah. It took the Frio to their 20th season to make the grand final. Grand final Chose, yeah. That's what a debacle the Frio was when they started as a club. It took them 20 years to make the grand final. Mm. Granted, they should have made the grand final in 2006 um, when they finished third. Uh, they should have defeated Adelaide and Adelaide and went on to make the grand final. Yeah, But and it was a debacle for the entire club. And that's, uh, that's where Gold Coast, Gold Coast and Frio... So when I see free supporters, bad Gold Coast, I'm, I just think to them, I'm like, you guys were the same. Yeah, we're us. We, they're one of us. They're pretty much they're one of yeah, us. We're all the same. Mm. We'd stop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard being in the bubble. Granted, you know, AFL cared more about WA than they ever do about Queensland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Mm. But back to the Essence Ford line. That's the main topic, I guess. Um, this See is, this, this is the plan yeah, podcast. We, oh, I hate how we always get talking about the Gold Coast when we talk about Essence Ford line. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's everyone does it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the other thing as well about the Gold Coast, just to finish up as well, is that the, the way the season's going, this is also with Essendon, the way the season's going, there's nothing, I mean, they're not going to win this season because mathematically no. they can't win, but they may suddenly get a flare. The last three years have been totally unpredictable, bizarre mm. concoctions of a, of a season, and there's well, nothing stopping from Gold Coast, if not making the grand final, then at least getting a sudden run. It, I mean, yeah, next year will be a really interesting trade period for them. They might get an amazing player. Who will carry them into the top eight? So, mm. well, that's what I think. I, said, I think I said this last week in the podcast. I think what the AFL's hoping for is a Port Adelaide twenty thirteen. Yeah, you remember the early twenty ten to Port Adelaide was a, a a joke of a club. Yeah, yeah. Like even though they didn't finish last, they were a joke. They were a laughing stock of a football. They were club. the inferior club to Adelaide. They were absolutely. So you now you got the twenty thirteen, 
Um, they surprised everyone and made the finals. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think. That's what I think AFL is hoping for. The one year Gold Coast just like nah, boom. Yeah. Make the, do a cheeky cheeky finals run. Yeah. Um, back to Essen Ford. Sorry. Line. Yes. Better Essen Ford line. Do you think Essen Ford line in its current state? Just say Essen make the eight, right? Yeah. Do you think Essen Ford line at the current state is enough to win the flag? No. It's not a premiership winning Ford line. No, not at all. I mean, this is the best, most accurate they've been all season. And last time they got 19-11, which is fine. I mean, mm. that's that's a really good accuracy, but it's the best they've been. It's not astoundingly good. I think for premiership side, you need to be winning 19... You need to be getting scores like 19-4, 19-5. Not 19-11. You can't be having 11 shots a goal as a forward line and expect to win the flag. I mean, then again, Richmond have... Richmond, in their, to their credit, they get scores like that, but... They are a little bit of an exception that proves the rule, and they're not playing well enough. I mean, they can have a. You don't have to have the tightest forward line if you've got a really strong defence or midfield, but mm. Essen haven't got that either. No, they don't. We not. don't have a champion in that forward line either, really. I mean. And Danaher, I think Saturday, it will be um, Sunday. D Day. No, for Danaher, Saturday's going to be D Day. They will decide if he's going to play again this oh, year okay. or not. Yeah. Um, and he's had, you know, he was injured all year. The fact that they played him is a joke in the Essen, the Essen um, fitness staff. That's an absolute. Absolutely the bothered by them. Oh, like, without a doubt. No one's really explained how that went unnoticed for so long. Because it can't be, oh, you can't just automatically have a season-ending injury without injuring yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that's an absolute joke of a decision there yeah. by the Essendon Gump staff. Yeah. Mm. And I think the fans are aware of it as well. Oh, yeah, they definitely are. I'm um, quickly go to the, something we didn't do last week, but the, the forgotten gem of the Essendon Football Club. Oh, yes? I don't know how the segment's gone. I quite enjoyed it. I like it. Um, I, like, listen, I like that you can do it. It's my little charity to you. I listen to no. it, and you feel warm. Uh, let's talk about um, 19... Where am I? Yeah. This is different to the historical fact of the week, isn't it? Oh, this we've is... stopped that ages ago, haven't we? No, this is the 1973 doing... Best and Fairest winner. Okay. Andy Wilson... I've heard of Andy Wilson. You've heard of Andy Wilson? I have, I have. Yeah, he was he was had one really few, one two really good seasons, but was had, injured, wasn't he? Yeah, he's played 121 games, 100, no, 112 games, he's 129 goals. Yeah. So in a year of pretty much every SNN best and fairest player winning a, a premiership apart from the last nearly 20 seasons. Um yeah, this, there you go. You got a oh, there you got plain statistics here. Um yeah. The year he won, he played all 23 games, so including a final. The year before, the next year, he played 21, then 14, 18, and 17. He only played a total of six seasons. Yeah. Including one best and first. There you go. Not as good as a player, um, you know, a few weeks ago, who played an absolutely outstanding career. This guy just did okay. Pretty much what Essen's been the last yeah. couple of decades, just been okay. <laughs> yeah, but this, he's been he's he's epitomised our okay okayness. Yeah, our okayness. Yeah, <laughs> no one stands up for okayness like Andy Wilson. <laughs> he was also quite young when he started as well, mm. wasn't he? He was only uh, twenty five. No, sorry, he was. Sorry, he he. Pardon, this is all edited out. So he was. How old was he? Seventy one. I don't think he was seventy one. He was twenty when he started. Twenty so when he started. That See, that's not a bad stat. Yeah. Uh, yes, he was 20 when he started, so that's something. Um, we also got here, this is a tribute to Sirioli, who just retired. Sirioli played Essen 12 times for a record of 7 and 5. So there you go. Yeah. Fascinating. With, he, he kicked a total of 14 goals against Essen. Not mm. as much as I thought he would have kicked. We need a small like that nowadays, don't we? Mm. See if Daniel Rioli can get Daniel Rioli from Richmond. Uh, let's go quickly through the VFL slash WVFL slash Wheelchair League. Sure. Start All the other leagues. Yeah, basically. started, started on um, 
started in the VFL, SN went down to Casey, 610-46-8654. That match I did watch, and it was interesting. It was quite, um, it was, I think we just didn't quite have the momentum behind us. We didn't, we weren't, we weren't playing as a strong side in the midfield at all. It was played at the Craigieburn, something, was it the Allianz Stadium or something? Allianz. The name of an insurance company, the stadium's named after in oh, Craigieburn. Really? Didn't even know that. Which is actually Essen's home ground. Do you really want, who wants it, to play in Craigieburn? I know, it's weird. I don't get it. It's kind of dangerous. I know. Like. You might see Jeff. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I don't get as well, what the weird thing is, like it was technically a home game and it was yeah. like they they didn't play at Tullamarine or Windy Hill, which are their yeah. other two home grounds. They played in Craigieburn to try and drive and support. This is like on a much smaller scale when Hawthorne plays in Tasmania or Melbourne plays in the Northern Territory, isn't it? It's or just a, plays in China. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except China's probably closer than Craigieburn. Well, like, who goes, wow, let's go to Craigieburn. Yeah, like, I've like, never thought in my life, Oh, I'm bored at home. I might just go to a cheeky trip to Craigieburn. Craig, Craigieburn, yeah. See oh. the incredible gorge. That they, <laughs> see, uh, see the windsock uh, left Jets over dad. the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Feel the, the authentic crime experience. <laughs> uh, the other, yeah, I don't, it's like, I can't imagine anyone saying, I want to go, to, oh, oh, I could never live in Craigieburn. There's no footy there. <laughs> uh, they're trying to build up support because it's a very footy, it's not a very footy rich stadium. It's really weird <laughs> that they played there. But it they is. did. And anyway, so yeah, they had, um, I think their, their biggest letdown was the midfield. Uh, from They had, a, uh, um, Heppel had a pretty good match. Um, Aaron Heppel had a really good, really solid match, but... For the most part, I think Casey were the better team. They deserve to win, which is weird though, because we're now fourth, and we've only lost one of the last five. But because of the, um, because the, being the the loss we had was against Casey, that the reason for that is that we had a bye, which seemed to, have, in which every other team around us seemed to win. Every so other team seems to lose the bye. Every team seems to lose after I know, the bye. I don't get it. I, the buys are that's the problem with the bye. I mean, now we we we're a team that should be first or second. Now we're fourth. But it always seems to be the mid-season bye. It never seems to be like the um, the finals by. Remember the, the final. God, the finals by. What was the, the week final? after the? You know, it's round twenty three. Then there's oh, a bye. Yeah. Then there's final. Yeah, that was that what you want? Yes, finals. I can't. Oh, I got yeah. a week. It kind of just kills the momentum for the finals. Yeah, exactly. Because then, yeah, I, mean, I don't think people quite realize. And then there are some teams that get another week after that. Mm. So there's some weeks that have two week, a three yeah. week break, which is obscene. And I hate that as well because it's like I think the main reason I did it was like, oh, I want every team to have an equal advantage. Yeah. No, that don't make a top four then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think top four, we want everything to have equal advantage. Yeah. Top four should get the advantage over the bottom four. Without a doubt. That's how it is. His Royal Highness, Alistair Pittman, Alistair, um... Clarkson. Clarkson. Alistair Pittman was a geography teacher of mine, sorry. <laughs> uh, his Royal Shout Highness... Out to him. <laughs> <laughs> his Royal Highness, Alistair Clarkson, said that he doesn't... He thinks the top four should actually get to play before... Like, they shouldn't get... They should be the ones that don't get the week. And the bottom four should be sort of penalised having, by having an extra week because he reckons that drastically affects the play of his club. Maybe it's just because Hawthorne lost after having a break in the 2016 grand final and he's now just bitter. Oh, yeah, they went in straight sets, but didn't they? But he wouldn't be like to do that. He wouldn't be the kind of no, person who's bitter no, about something no, like that, would he? No, no. Or uh, demand to change the rules over one thing that nah. Hawthorne was affected by. The AFL's pet wouldn't... So that's um, so. What are we talking about? How do we get talking about that? Yeah. So I don't. We're we'll talking about the VFL. About, uh, bo- the yeah. VFL grand final is still a few weeks off, and uh, Essendon looks like. Then we go to the VFL W. VFL W against Casey as well. Another loss. Yep. Six eleven forty seven to three three twenty one. Yeah. And we have the wheelchair league. Another loss to Collingwood. Four five twenty nine to ten ten seventy. It's weird. It's almost like a pendulum. When our AFL does well, all the other leagues do badly, and vice versa. <laughs> so I think our VFL is going to keep plummeting as our AFL does better and better. The big game, Essen's last chance to make the finals part. Yep. 6,875. Bloody hell. We've been saying that every... Uh, 
It's obscene. Even the, in, the, in round one, we were saying this is Essendon's last chance to make Pretty finals. Much. What uh, do you think? Up against the second place Magpies, who, and this is the way I see it, again, it's been a terrible season. You've got to be in it to win it, and Collingwood at the moment being second is the best place to be. Yeah. So good on Collingwood to get to where they are. You right? Uh, I, I just complimented Collingwood. I just, that didn't feel, that didn't feel good. <laughs> that's it. Oh, <laughs> you want to call an ambulance? <coughs> oh, oh, your breath stinks. Oh, wow. Do I look pale? I, yes, you do. Yeah, oh. pale than usual. Yeah. Oh, oh dear. Oh, I have a bit of a ch- chill. Yeah, there's kind of these weird marks in your arm. They're oh. tattoos. <laughs> Oh, he oh, no. passed the dairy. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke of the word of the devil. You summoned Collingwood. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah it's the, a, it the feels power of Collingwood. I've become so dirty. I'd like to make a statement. Yeah. Um, I'm mm, my sister looks okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never noticed it in that light. She looks <laughs> this light. <laughs> so does the dog. <laughs> Sorry, that's not fair. Sorry, that's why we league, isn't it? <laughs> no, yeah. Um, Gratuitous um, no, jokes about Collingwood aside, they are going to be... They're doing good. They do, they've been okay. Do you think we have any chance of beating them? Of course. I think definitely. definitely. I don't think we have less chance of beating them than we did against West Coast because Collingwood have got the momentum. At the G, they're pretty unstoppable. We didn't have a great Anzac Day this year. In fact, to be honest, we had a, probably one of the worst Anzac mm. Days we've had in decades. How much was the loss again? I'm just trying to remember Anzac Day. It was round six, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. It, like it was a big loss as well, though. Round five. Round five. 50 point, 50, 49 points. That's obscene. So I think we can look forward to a similar repeat of that. I'm not being cynical. If we can, um, I, I think we should just kind of check our injuries, use this as a round to kind of brace or attack because uh, we're going to need every player against it for the next two rounds when we play Gold Coast in round 17 and then Fremantle in round 18. I, I think the Collingwood match, we just try and make this as, as little of a loss as possible and we'll still have a chance. Well, I, think, um, I think Essendon's a big chance because I, I don't believe Collingwood's a second-place team. Granted, we don't have a second place team this season. Every team's a yeah. Um, yeah, every team's a last place team by looks of stuff. Yeah. Um, but so I, that, mm. well, we'll quickly go through the ins. Ins. Uh, there's been no outs since it's a Sunday game. It'll be announced later today. Mm. But you got Jake Long, Jackson Mount, Ben McNice, and Aaron Francis. Are they the ins? Uh, the three ins. But the point went. Um, Interesting. There's four ins. Um, there's only four emojis, so I don't even think there'll be a change to be honest. But. They're the team yeah. so far. I think the reason why Francis is in because he had a really good match against Casey mm. as well. Oh, he was in Manchester last week as well, so he might just be in Manchester at the moment. And mm. uh, Lyndon Dunn's the only out for Collingwood, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting game. Collingwood, could, they weren't they weren't too flash hot against Gold Coast. No. Even Buckley said you know, they were by fifty something points and only won by thirty nine. The fact that Gold Coast can kick two goals in the last quarter against them in the last quarter for Gold Coast that's saying something. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be interesting. Um. Essendon got North Melbourne when they were down. Collingwood looks like they could be slowing down. So if I was Essendon, it's time to go for the kill. I think. I think. Yeah. The, the, what Collingwood needs. What Essendon needs to do is really shut Collingwood down early. Although they. That's what the Gold Coast did. They were in front until nearly the end of the first quarter last week, and it still didn't do anything for them. So maybe the opposite. Maybe let them get goals early and then trip them up. Very mm. interesting. But the, the, you know, the last time, the last time you played a top team with a G, it didn't go so well. So. No, no. no. We, I, let, I, don't, I don't remember that. Oh, I mean, I've got absolutely no recollection the of when we played the G. Richmond at, at the G. I mean, when we played someone at the G. Did, oh, well, um, oh. you played Richmond and you got smashed by like nearly a thousand points. Oh, you know the bad taste you got in your mouth when you complimented Collingwood? <laughs> I'm starting <laughs> to get that by thinking about the yeah. Essendon Richmond match earlier this year. Well, that's. Uh, well, well, so, what's your tip for you? Sign I, off. I think we're going to lose by 10 points. The trick will be whether or not Stringer and whether or not if they bring Dan her back, 
I think we're definitely going to lose. I <laughs> if believe... They don't, if they don't bring Dan Her back. I think if Stringer and plays has another good match, if Stringer can lift, Fantasia can lift, and if they can just tighten up their defence, then we'll win. But otherwise, I think we're going to lose. I've exactly you? got... I am. I'm t- I tipped Collingwood, but I believe Essendon can win this game. Fair enough, yeah. Um, this is all for the Flying Up podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or you can like... Like we see, um, watch all our episodes on Omni. Definitely. Please do.